Thank you for taking the time to download this podcast from Rosendale Research School. If you've enjoyed it, why don't you sign up for our monthly newsletter? You can do this via our website at rosendale.researchschool.org.uk. Welcome to the Rosendale Research School podcast. Apologies in podcast land if you missed our podcast last week. Various things meant we couldn't get to record it. So here we are. I know you've all been waiting. Uh, you join us on a rather autumnal afternoon. Summer has now gone from South London. Um, and I'm joined by a colleague of mine, Matthew Criddle. Matthew is a lead practitioner at Rosendale, the year two lead teacher, and has the same tenure as I have, about 14 or 15 years. So Matthew will be talking about action research today. Good morning. Good morning, Matthew. Now, um, a few years ago, we carried out some action research projects into reading, which most of the teachers did. It was mixed results, really, because it was quite an additional responsibility, so the workload was increased. And we thought, well, we'd love to do some more action research, but hopefully put it in as part of, as it is, the continuing professional development and improving practice of our teachers. So action research isn't unique to education. I think education is one of its main uses in that it is quite pragmatic in that um, very practical. You can change as you're going or having what's happened. You don't have to stick rigidly to your original uh, hypotheses or um, interventions. And it's just more ongoing and with a view to, let's say, increasing the practical awareness and the abilities of the teacher. So... What we're going to do, hopefully, over the course of this year, we are carrying out some action research projects across all of the classes in different year groups. Um, and we're going to tell you a bit about that today. And then hopefully later on, we'll have some interviews with some of the year group leads about what their project's about and how it's coming on and any problems they've had. Hopefully, at all times, referring back to the EEF guidance documents, which has been the basis of some of our research. Now, Matthew, as a year group lead, perhaps you'd like to talk a bit more about the process for the next year as you see it. I th- yeah, I think I'm just going to go back to what you said about it being, uh, if this is a workload issue. Um, I think what we're going to do with action research this year is ensure the fact it's embedded in, in day-to-day teaching that it's not seen as something that's kind of bolted on uh, as a kind of, oh gosh, I've got to do my action, re- action research thing this week. Oh no, I haven't done it. Um, yeah. and, I, and, and we had a conversation, didn't we, this week about how perhaps it would make sense for year groups. Uh, at Rosendale, we have three classes per year, that perhaps there is a focus for the year group. And I know, you know, and you know as well, Doug, um, that often being able to have a conversation about the teaching and learning with your colleagues um, is much, you know, it's just much more sort of beneficial, isn't it? I mean, we enjoy that uh, rather than doing things in isolation. So we're, we're leading an ALS on this, aren't we, next week? And I think we're going to be sort of encouraging year groups to identify uh, a, a, a piece of um, action research. Yes, so that they can support each other. And as you yeah. say, hopefully... Begin dialogue about it at their planning, perhaps, uh, so it does lead directly into the quality of their teaching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, how these are going to be based, I think, on our overarching improvement documents. Is that correct, Matthew? Yes. 
Yes. I mean, I think it's likely that um, the teachers, year groups, are going to choose um, an aspect of reading, writing, or math. Possib- possibly, possibly behaviour. Behaviour too, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's likely to be reading, writing, and maths. Yeah. And some of it might just be formalising something that we've just been reading uh, the EEF guidance reports this morning, actually, or Matthew's probably more so than I, and just coming through thinking, oh, wow, that's really good, isn't it? Oh, yes, we, we do that, but I hadn't considered it like that. So there's so much in those reports, aren't there, Matthew? There's so much. Prompt. No, absolutely. There's a, there's a, there's a wealth of um, ideas in there. And, of, you know, I think we're lucky at Rosendale, you know. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of that anyway. We've had close links with the EEF for a, few, for a number of years now. However, um, you know, it's great, isn't it, for teachers to have that opportunity and they'll have it on Monday to go to, the, to, go to these, these guidance reports. Um, the, the, you know, the, the, I think one of the kind of advantages of them are is that they, they're really easy to read. They're, they're sort of rather uh, beautifully written, succinct. Um, and I think, you know, by the end of that session, teachers are going to have a very clear idea of a you know a single or you know one or two interventions that can be woven through their teaching. Yeah, so you've been looking at the one improving literacy in key stage one this morning, haven't you? As as you're in year two, and some yes. interesting things have come no, up. No, for sure. You know, I mean, I I, I taught we, we we teach reciprocal reading at at Rosendale uh, in key stage two, and. Uh, a big part of that is um, finding opportunities for children to predict, question, clarify, summarise and, and make inferences. And I think probably, you know, having taught now in year, year two for a couple of years, there's a lot, I think there's a lot more, you know, that I could do with that, with the children and giving them opportunities with, you know, group uh, working in their team, teamwork, collaborative, in their collaborative teams and also uh, paired work. To to, to 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 support them with those, those specific skills, um, you know, reading is a, a reading is definitely one of the things that's in our um, our whole school improvement plan, and um, we're looking to ensure that there are more opportunities for the children to read, not just you know in those kind of uh, the, the reading sessions yeah. outside of the, uh, the 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 English English lesson. But that, that that they're kind of woven through those lessons as well. So this, you know, I was interested in this. I'm interested in thinking about how how those skills, those particular skills, predict, question, clarify, summarise, and inference can be embedded during the during the English lesson. And these will be ongoing, and you'll do them with whole class or possibly intervention groups. That will be up to year group leads to decide yeah. how they want to do that. Yeah. But I think it's also going to be really interesting um, next summer when we perhaps. You'll hear from the uh, teaching group leads, hopefully before the research starts, and then after it finishes, so they can summarise what they found about. And I always love the fact that often when you do research, it's the thing you least expected to happen. It's something totally unrelated. Can just it might be your way with the children, something like that. The sort of serendipity of it almost that these things happen, and it's going to be really interesting sharing them both with us at Rosendale and with everyone else out there. So these reports, you. They're really easy to find. If you just Google EEF guidance reports, they're really, really useful places to start for these interventions. And actually, behaviour is quite a uh, 
popular item at the moment. There's just been one published on social and emotional aspects of learning, which I'm sure will be just as useful as well. So hopefully Matthew and other year group leaders will be joining me um, to have a chat about how the research is going. Um, one other thing, this is from my, I suppose, area of research looking at physical activity. I can remember a year or two ago being quite struck by how much the research that was done, as you would think of as university-led research, you know, randomised control trials, very big studies, was just a little bit far removed from what was happening in schools. And if you were trying to think at school of something to do, it wasn't clear. And I remember going to a conference where even the academics were saying, actually, this isn't clear what message we're putting across here. And I think with action research, it's so much more practical, isn't it? Because you can see things about, you know, in a day, you can see, right, well, that worked, that didn't work. I can adjust things to there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and just to sort of reiterate that point about it needing to be something that is that's really embedded in, 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 in daily teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Think that, and teachers will be pleased to hear that, that that's the, you know, that's, that's the message. Yes, especially this time of year when there are certain jobs that have to be done yeah. and you think, oh my yeah. word, another bit of paper. But yes, so we know what we've seen like that. Mm-hmm. Matthew, many thanks indeed for joining us. We'll hear from you again soon. Um, and we look forward to welcoming you to our next Rosendale Research School podcast. So Matthew Criddle, join me uh, to chat about our action research proposals here at Rosendale. What we shall do is, this being a part one podcast, in hopefully two weeks' time, we'll come back on once we've taken part in an adult learning session with our staff and they've perhaps thought more about what their projects are going to be. Then we can come back in our part two podcast and share some useful tips and things that we found has helped in case anyone in their schools wants to follow a similar action research programme. So we will see you in two weeks.